What does it truly mean to be free? How can citizens move ahead in protecting their individual, cultural, environmental and social rights? What is the role of activists and civic institutions in protecting human rights? What are the emerging threats of democracy and how can we combat them? This podcast seeks answers to these fundamental questions. Through sharing opinions and experiences of activists from a diverse region of the world, this podcast contributes to the idea of a free and just society. Welcome to the Freedom Studio podcast. This is Nis and I have started this podcast as a Hurford Fellow with the World Movement for Democracy at the National Endowment for Democracy. Title for the today's podcast is Rap Revolution, where I am in conversation with a freedom rapper, Ali Cham Akha, popularly known as Kila S from the Gambia. Rap has not only been a musical form of vocal delivery, but has grown as a new form of social expression to speak about social justice and freedom. There are several rappers around the world who are using rap to demand social change, and with no exception, Kila is one of them. Kila, it's my pleasure to welcome you in Freedom Studio podcast. Thank you so much, brother, for the invitation, and I highly appreciate it. Um, all the way from the Gambia, West Africa, it's such a great and beautiful honor to be able to connect with a like-minded brother, partner, you know, from a distance all the way in Nepal, you know, and I just hope that this is the beginning of a whole bunch of stuff. And thanks so much for the invitation. Much appreciated. It's my pleasure, buddy. So let's start by knowing you more. Can you please introduce yourself? What kind of education and experience background do you have? Yes, uh, my name is Ali Cham. That's my real name. But uh, people call me Killer Ace. Killer on the mic, Ace in rap as my artist name. I'm a rapper. I'm an activist. I'm an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I'm just a normal, you know, person out here, you know. And um, as far as my educational background, uh, I was born in the Gambia and was raised in New York during my childhood. Um, I went to PS112 as elementary school in New York, you know, and I, I came back to Gambia in the year 2000, where I started my junior secondary school at Kotu Junior Secondary School. Uh, that's when I went to SOS Herman Minor uh, High School um, and did a few years there and eventually did drop out but then uh, went to do a course on business and tourism at the International Business College. And basically that's my, you know, educational background, but I cannot forget the University of Life, which is probably the biggest school uh, for me, you know, I, as I've learned a lot through life in general, you know, um, and, and in the streets and my environment. Well, that's amazing that you mentioned about uh, University of Life. Um, so, what kind of uh, actions did uh, while you were kind of like working or maybe like participating in different kind of activities on the grassroots level? You know, um, starting up um, as a hip hop artist, you know, coming from an environment like the Gambia where hip hop has not been the dominant genre in comparison to other genres, uh, especially at a period of time where like back then, you know, hip hop was not respected. That's when uh, I came up with the idea to create a platform called The Cypher, 
a cypher is basically, you know, a platform that's meant to promote and, you know, give hip hop the respect that it deserves. And, uh, and we created the cypher with a open mic platform, uh, open mic that goes to a different neighborhood every month. And we showcase different upcoming talents, you know, you know, um, from each neighborhood and basically help them, you know, uh, you know, 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 the, know the right way, you know what I'm saying, to be a better MC or be a better artist, you know, who would be more responsible in society. And as part of the Cypher activities, we also have the Rap Battle Competition, which is a annual rap battle competition that, you know, um, gives a chance to upcoming rappers to, you know, win cash prize and album deal. A video shoot and uh, many other benefits as part of it. Yeah, so um, that's when I just so one of the companies that I do that I did open and registered. And um, moving forward, as time went on, you know, uh, the activism in me, you know, due to the nature of our political environment in Gambia, coming from a dictator, moving into a transitional so-called democracy. Uh, you know, I you saw the urge to basically, you know, create a movement a civic movement, you know, which is called Team Gumsabopa, which translate into believing yourself, you know. So um, that's basically what, what, what believing yourself is. Uh, that's the movement. And the movement is more into using arts for social change. We're into using arts to spread the message, arts, you know, to speak against the system and try to, you know, change. And we use arts to mobilize and engage the young people into their day-to-day -day affairs, you know. And, you know, basically just try to use the art form to, you know, create this movement where we'll keep the government in check. We'll be there for the human rights and defending the youths and so many other things that, you know, we do as an organization. That's good, you know, um, growing your company from a open mic, organizing young people through this kind of rap battles and then translating it to the civic movement, you know, engaging young people in in hip hop music and then allowing themselves to express through this platform. I think that's amazing work to do. Like I was wondering what kind of you, um, you know, challenges uh, were you facing while you were kind of, you know, using rap to do activism in your country? I suppose like you also mentioned that hip hop was not popular at that time when you started. So there must be like several challenges that uh, you faced and uh, the method or the way you overcome it. Well, um, the life of an artist activist is definitely not an easy life. Uh, through my music and activism, I've been sent to exile for about two years in neighboring Senegal and returned back to Gambia, you know, only to continue the fight of speaking the truth to power. And still, you know, um, I've been arrested in a couple of times. I've been taken to prison once, you know, all, you know, as part of the consequences of me being the unapologetic rapper and activist who speaks up against what's actually happening. You know, so those are some of the major challenges. Um, another challenge as me as an artist that I can really, um, you know, take note is, um, you know, considering my music and what I do, you know, uh, a lot of opportunities, you know, are, are closed, you know, in comparison to a lot of my fellow artists. You know, uh, I'm, I'm labeled as this, you know, politician rapper, labeled as this troublemaker artist, labeled as, you know, so much propaganda. And 
that automatically closes a lot of doors for me when it comes to endorsements, when it comes to being able to exploit other opportunities, you know, and, um, and, and that's one of the major challenges. Um, as I speak right now, my passport is under state custody, you know, and, and, and so many other things, you know, and, 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 um, the financial aspect of it as well, you know, they close a lot of doors to, you know, make sure that you don't, you know, uh, become that independent, right-minded person so that you can end up bowing down to them, you know? So there's a lot of things and a lot of challenges to be very honest, but, you know, um, uh, you know, I thank God that, you know, I'm still here, still, you know, positive, still confident, you know, and still have the courage to keep on, you know, doing what I do. Yeah. That's wonderful, Kila. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure like, you know, uh, with the democratic transition in the Gambia, the situation that you are facing will change. Um, so I want to, you know, uh, direct um, towards a bit uh, like optimistic side. Uh, I have listened mm-hmm. to your latest single release called Ku Bokazi Gretazi. Uh, yes, Ku Bokazi Gretazi. Yeah, Ku Bokazi Gretazi. So let's yeah, start. Yeah, Ku Bokazi Gretazi. Yeah, what? Yeah. So yeah, let's let's add some part on this podcast. Will it be possible for you to wrap some words for my listeners? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? You know, um, I would be more than happy to do so. So uh basically Kuboka Sigetegi, Nancy Meomi, Kuboka Sidekabi, Wangai Ambat Sireomi, Kuboka Sigetegi, Yo Nancy Meomi, Kuboka Sidekabi, Wangai Ambat Sireomi. You know, since it's local uh, my for my language, the chorus is in Wolof. Kuboka Sigetigi Nansi Meomi basically means if you're part of the herd of cows, then you should drink from the milk. So that's why I say Kuboka Sigetigi Nansi Meomi. And then I say Kuboka Sidekabi Wangai Ambat Sireomi, which means if you're part of the country or if you're a citizen, then you must have a voice in the country. So that's basically the chorus for those that don't understand. Kuboka Sigetigi Nansi Meomi. And then I start off with the verse when I say, Full deka yo nyune ken du wah du imam, du artist, du journalist, man lutah, lutah, we can't really speak what's on our mind. Nga wah luneka sa mind, all of a sudden it's a crime. Do muna wah about the injustices going on and the police brutality, which is so, so wrong. Can't talk about the corruption, I swear the flow goes on. Sunhalis bunyo tasare, oh oh, it's so wrong. Kuboka sigetegi, nansi meomi. So first verse is basically in a whole entire nation that says they say nobody can speak up. Do imam, the artist, the journalist, man you even artists and imams, even uh, and, and, and journalists can't even speak up. You know, you can't even speak what's on your mind. All of a sudden it's a crime. So basically, when you say what's on your mind, that's considered as a crime. You know, don't know what about the injustices going on. You can't talk about the injustices that's going on or the police brutality, which is so, so wrong. Sunhalis bunyoy tasare, oh, 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 is so wrong, which means all the money that they're spending, you know, um, in our name or the corruption is so wrong. Kuboka sigetegi nansi meomi. So um, that's just the chorus and the first verse. And um, the song is basically, you know, um, it's actually not a new song, but it's one of my most popular songs, which was released in 2015. And um, it's one of the songs that, you know, went more viral than many of, of my other songs because of the fact that 
it was one of the first songs in my generation to speak against a dictator who was very brutal and was very um, was very insane and would shut the mouths and shut up people for speaking up, you know. And basically, um, you know, that song when it came out, it became big, and I believe that's where my new journey started as that rapper activist, you know. And it's because of that song I had to go uh, um, to exile and, and 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 you know stay in Senegal for two years. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much, Kila. Like, I must say your vocal has some kind of power, buddy. So also to my listeners, I have attached a uh, link to this Kila's YouTube channel in this description. Please do check it out with the music. It sounds amazing. So, um, so what was the kind of reaction that you received after releasing this song? You know, you said about uh, from the government side that you had to you know, leave your country, but um, you know, what impact did it made to the young people? You know, how was they reacting? Well, to be honest, you know, that song, whether, you know, people agree or not, is one of the songs that actually started the whole entire revolution as it amplified and gave courage to the youth. It was one of those songs that when it came out, it's like I was speaking from the hearts of everybody who could not speak up. And like coming from me, basically gave courage to a lot of people to come out in their respective areas and in their own ways to challenge dictatorship, you know, through their various capacities. So, um, uh, you know, the song definitely did play a part in amplifying the voices and making sure the youth, you know, um, had their part, you know, involved in it. You know, um, that's one of the major roles that it played. Um, the most important thing was that it, the message was nice and clear and uh, it hit like, you know, the nail on the head and the president Yaya Jame at that time himself, you know, um, you know, found it very disturbing that a rapper like me could come out with something that's so impactful that many people who has been, you know, um, opposing him for years could probably couldn't do, you know, uh, yeah. So um, it, it, it really played a major part. And the fact that I was in Senegal in exile where I could not be as harmed as I would have been if I was in Gambia, I think that also, you know, created a new vibe and a new network and a new movement within its own, you know, um, and the diaspora, the Gambian diaspora, that was their anthem. It was the anthem for political uh, parties during their campaigns, etc. because it was a song that spoke on behalf of the whole entire Gambia at a time when Gambia needed it most. Yeah. Mm, that's great. So uh, you said, um, the song kind of created a revolution and be, became a igniting point for the revolution you know, to act against dictatorship in your country. Uh, I was wondering, I was wondering what uh, do you think would be the role of artists, you know, artists like you who, yeah. who is playing music or maybe like other, other artists who are maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, making illustrations or videos, you know, uh, to create yeah. a vibrant civil society in their country so that they can fight against uh, dictatorship, so that they, they can fight against a kind of elected autocracy that, that's getting popular around the world nowadays. Uh, how do you think um, this such art like music or other art can be effective in promoting uh, democracy worldwide? Well, uh, I, I just believe that music is one of the most powerful tools of communication. As we all know, the impact that music has, 
especially on you know all generations um, especially the young people and the fact of the matter is that we as artists we are prophets and messengers i believe i believe we are people on a mission and we should always use our music to address you know um the, the hardship of the people we should always use our music to represent the people and be there for the people especially when it's those same people who come and buy your tickets and you know, uh, line up at shows. Those are the same people who are devastated by the system. And hip hop or music in general as a tool and as a major voice is a game changer and can be a game changer in any society, especially if it's used right. As you know, some people won't listen to the news. Some people don't read newspapers, but everybody listens to music, you know? So it can communicate in a form that would, you know, be easily understandable to millions and billions of people with only one three minute song. So I believe that once you're in that position as an artist, you must and you should use it right, especially when it is something that should be, you know, um, for the people as it is the people, you know, that you should be there for, you know, and, um, and I believe that if we know our power as artists, you know, and come together, you know, universally, you know, we can do a lot of change. Like, look at Senegal, Yana Amar, and a lot of artists who are part of that movement played a part in the democratic process, you know, through music and art, you know, and that's very powerful. So the fact that music alone has a lot of influence, I believe that that influence should be used to influence change, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you planning to kind of produce any other rap songs? Um, if if you are doing so, like, can you highlight what is what is it about? Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, I've 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 released a couple of a, a lot of songs after that. Like one of my latest songs, I'm a victim, neglected by the system. I'm a victim, rejected by the system. I'm a victim. Then Madigundu Mandalat, I'm a victim, guaranteed now in reoccurrence. Like basically speaks about people who have been victimized in different and various categories, you know, across the world. Uh, I mean, I mean I'm sorry, um, in Gambia, you know, and I think uh, it's something that people across the world can relate to as during our times through the dictatorship, you know, people have been raped, people have been killed, people have had their property seized, people have, you know, just disappeared mysteriously you know, uh, um, people has been crippled, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of um, damage has been done. So I released a song that would basically represent, you know, the victims, you know, in various capacities, you know, and, 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 and you know, um, as part of the transitional justice process in the Gambia. And I also highlighted how, um, even though, uh, you know, we did fight for change, but we still see a lot of former perpetrators who inflicted a lot of pain on many Gambians, we still see them in power in this current regime. We still see them as part of the setup. We still see them being promoted and basically saying that people who were victims yesterday should not be able to, or should not go through what they went through yesterday, considering that we are in a new democracy, you know? So that's one of the songs. Um, I have other songs as not just all music is all about the society as well, but you know, I also keep it lyrical, you know, so I have a lot of songs out there um, that's going to be, you know, uh, typical rap, you know, uh, a wordplay style, you know, and um, I'm working on my upcoming album, 
Kilimanjaro, um, which is going to be mixed with a lot of songs, you know, um, social and et cetera, you know. So it is, you know, yeah, that's it. Okay. So Kila, like, what is the situation in your country and... Uh... What plan do you have, like in upcoming days, you know, to tackle against um, kind of situation that that you are facing in your country? Well, uh, our country, uh, we've support. Uh, uh, trans- we transitioned from a dig- brutal dictator to a sugar-coated democracy. Um, even though a lot of us fought for true change. And it's really disappointing to see that, you know, the, the president who promised to just do three years is now here trying to do um, five years and another two terms. Um, it's sad that, you know, the system is still being ran by former enablers of the former regime. It's still sad that the corruption is still rampant. You know, um, our, 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 our sea has been given away to the Chinese you know, um, our forests have been, you know, sold away to the foreigners, you know, and all of these uh, bad contracts that governments are signing. So um, from my own personal view, it's a major disappointment, especially after the hard fight and the struggle to, you know, really have true change for the future of the country. It's sad that, you know, these power-hungry leaders, such as the one that we have now, forgot the whole agenda of why we fought for a change collectively as the people and it's more focused on, you know, being in position, being in power, you know, so um, it's very disappointing, you know, um, from my particular perspective, even though things are not as bad as you, it used to be, like nobody's going to just come and kill you or arrest you for speaking up, but they still do have their ways, you know, and, 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 and it's really unfortunate. Um, and, and, you know, as, as somebody who's here and been through you know, um, you know, a lot, I just feel like, you know, the government is a really big disappointment and they could have been, you know, they couldn't have done better, especially, you know, um, with all the promises that were made during the hard times, you know, of us going through, you know, that transition. So that's my honest view of, um, you know, how things are, you know, you have young people still, you know, using the boat through the Mediterranean Sea, you know, to go to Europe, sacrificing their lives. Unemployment is still high. The economy is still poor. You know, um, our debt is just increasing. We are just taking loan after loan after loan, you know, and it's a lot of uh, unfortunate things that are happening, which should not have been happening as that wasn't the promise. And um, I think one of the biggest challenges, you know, is trying to get the citizenry involved and engaged and informed to the extent where, there would ever be no particular leader who would come and do whatever he wants, you know? But as we speak, if you protest without a permit, you know that tear gas is coming for you. You know that you're going to jail, you know, et cetera. And, and these are all things that we fought against and seeing it happening again, you know, it's just really, you know, sad for somebody like me who really put in a lot of sacrifice for this, you know? So, yes, I yeah. can, you know, kind of relate it to, what's happening in Nepal. Uh, we're having a similar kind of situation here. You know, kind of, we elected the government, but the government is now, you know, trying to be more autocratic, you know, mm-hmm. so doesn't have that Sad. kind of democratic nature, you know. So uh, how can we, like an activist mm-hmm. or activist, mm-hmm. uh, work together, you know, and or maybe like what kind of support 
do you need from other stakeholders like uh, international community or you know national ngos you know to bring larger impact on what you are doing right now well um i'll start off with the international community you know um i personally would expect the international community be to be straightforward and honest you know and use their influence that they have over these leaders you know and tell them when they're messing up but unfortunately you know not just my country but africa in general has been neglected by the international community a lot of horrific things are happening here which nobody highlights or shows out on the media or you don't hear much international condemnation from superpowers who really have a you know uh, a lot of influence over such decisions so i just i just hope the international community could you know pay more attention to um, these governments you know as they are the ones that are giving them loans they are the ones that are giving them grants they are the ones who have the money overall so they you know i believe that um sometimes i find it hypocritical from the international communities who see a lot of injustices that happen within a particular country and still don't step up to denounce it you know and 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 that's really a major disappointment but as far as civil society and ngos and organizations when it comes to ngos you know who are on a larger scale i believe they should give activists who are really trying a chance you know and 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 make sure they support in various capacities uh from capacity building to financial to implementation of projects that would actually help in bringing social change and basically be there to push us and give us the backing that we don't have because of the fact that we are you know neglected by a systematic um system you know uh, by by the system you know so um as far as ngos as far as us young civil society um activists you know i believe that we should just keep consistent and not compromise what we are fighting for and try to unite as activists so that we could brainstorm connect put our ideas together and see how our ideas could help you know change from one region to another because we are a powerful movement whether we know it or not you know you know one press conference could shake the state you know there's a lot of things that you know we can do as activists and if we don't give up i believe we can change for the future of our children and i just you know just want to advise activists not to never give up even though it's always hard it's not the best of life but it is you know the best life ever fighting for what's best mm-hmm. that's uh, that's so inspiring and motivating brother yeah we're now at the end of this podcast thank you so much uh, kila for joining me i really enjoyed talking to you and yes listening to your your like inspiring stories and thoughts thanks so much thank you so much my brother thanks for having me you know um thanks for bridging the gap between gambia and nepal man and um hopefully you know hope to you know work with everybody and smile sincere greetings you know uh to everybody in nepal you know everybody working hard trying to make a better day believe in yourself never give up you know i would like to give a special shout out to my fan in nepal his name is subab you know um he he came across one of my interviews online and he's been a fan one of my loyal fan people like him from across the world in nepal give me a lot of inspiration to keep on doing what i do so shout out to all the nepalese and everybody in that region hope to be there soon and come pay y'all a visit you know and hope to have you in gambia soon too inshallah bless up and a special shout out to danny i, I got to give a shout out to my home girl danny for 
you know, plugging us up, you know, most definitely. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Each month, I'll be talking to young, inspiring activists from around the world. So do not miss any of my single episode. Please do hit the subscribe button below. If you have any feedback to me or know any activists from your country who would be good fit for my interview, then do send me an email at info.studiofreedom at the gmail.com. This podcast is an initiative of Freedom Studio. To learn more about our initiative, visit studiofreedom.org. Catch you all next month with another new episode. Until then, stay safe, stay happy.